guys, my name is Serena Poon and welcome to my show, Serena Lives. As a celebrity chef, nutritionist, and entrepreneur, I'm incredibly passionate about helping others live their best life through what I call culinary alchemy, which is education, integrative food and nutrition, and healing energy. So with each episode, I'm going to share with you the inspiring stories of some amazing entrepreneurs from all different backgrounds who share with us their personal journey and the challenges they overcame to have the success that they have now. And today, I'm so excited to introduce my dear friend, Brittany Watkins, who is like a world-renowned EFT weight loss coach. You Thank know, you. You've been doing this for 15 years. You've helped thousands of women. You've touched so many people online, millions of people, through this special program that you've created that has to do with, was it the seven pillars of weight loss or block weight blockers? Yeah, weight loss blockers. Weight loss blockers. Yeah. So, you know, I kind of want to go into how you even started to do this first and then I would love if you could share a little bit about the program. Sure, sure, sure. So um, I started with this because I had my own food uh, addiction and food issues. And thankfully, I was introduced to tapping at a very early age Mm -hmm. and um, started to use it. Tapping is like an alternative psychological modality. Mm -hmm. um, And it helps people rapidly overcome fears, phobias, anxieties, addictions very, very quickly, much more quickly than traditional therapy. Okay. And so I was introduced to this technique with through a, a therapist that I was working with at the time for my food addiction. And what I found is that I just started to make rapid changes and not just with my food and my weight, but just in all areas of my life. Everything got better. I started making more money. I was happier. I was depressed all the time. And then all of a sudden my depression lifted. Um, I had a bad relationship with my family. I was able to reconnect with them again. And there's so many positive benefits that came from it. I just like, I I just fell in love with the technique and I started researching it and mm-hmm. I just found that there's so many cool ways to use it, especially for women that have this um, this eating disorder and this mm-hmm. you know or problems or with, weight. with weight. Yeah, they don't yeah. even have to have an eating disorder. They can they can just have struggles with weight mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, it's it's such a great technique. I think a lot of women beat themselves up. They think that they're sure. not good enough. They're not good at sticking to diets. Mm-hmm. They don't have good willpower. And that's just not true. Mm-hmm. So it started for me with my own journey. And then, um, yeah, just decided that I wanted to share it with more women and was almost angry that more women don't know about this thing because wow. of how much women suffer with the same problems over and over. And it's really, once you understand these weight loss blockers and how to use tapping to overcome them, it's mm-hmm. really simple. Mm. And I don't think weight loss has ever been categorized as something that's necessarily simple, right? Definitely not. I mean, I work with clients and, you know, they struggle as well. And as you said, it's not just the food, you know, it's your relationship with it, right? And how your mind works around it. And that's sort of like, that's what you do basically is, you know, helping people shape their mind around it, right? Yeah. So, so let's, let's backtrack a little bit. You know, when you talked about, this this you know addiction that you had you know can we can we are you comfortable going into that a little bit because yeah, i feel sure. like there's so many of us that almost have like secret little food addictions or food issues you know they it's maybe not so severe that you're in hospital you're hospitalized you know but we all have 
maybe not all of us, but a lot of us have issues with our perceptions of our body and our relationships with food, you know? So can we talk about yours a little bit? Yeah, actually, let's talk about one that I think is really relevant that I think almost every woman and person has. If you're the type of person who likes food and you maybe indulge a little bit more than you should once in a while, (laughs) I will solve. I actually did a talk um, to 400 women on stage about a year ago, Mm. and I told them this this, I, I kind of connected the dots for them on this. And I saw like 75% of the women just in tears because finally they had an answer to why they had been struggling for so long. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about food cravings because that's something that I think most people have food cravings. I categorize as like, it's the type of food that if it's in the house, you have to eat it. Yes. Right. So Mm -hmm. like typically women don't have it, you don't have it in your house, right? You should be able to. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So that would, that would be like a, you know, slightly unhealthy relationship with that food. So, um, all right. So we can work with you if you want. I can tell you my story. Okay, (laughs) cool. Well, and, and whoever's watching this too, Mm -hmm. um, think about the food. It's, it's best if you work with the food that you can't keep in the house. So that's always the indicator. So what's your food? Mine was, mine was chocolate chip cookies. Okay. For me, like crunchy, salty. So crunchy, salty chips or crackers that, I mean, Crunchy, salty, crunchy, salty, comfort, comfort. Okay. Late night snack all the time. Okay. Computer. Whatever. Okay. Okay. All right. So typically, and this isn't the case for everybody. I would say about 90% of people who struggle with food will have this. So if you're the 10%, you could be the 10%. There could be somebody watching that's the 10%. And I'll explain what the other 10% is too. But typically when you crave a food Mm -hmm. that you can't keep in the house, it's because your earliest memories of eating that food were during a time that was really positive or with somebody you really loved. Okay. So I want you to think about, go back in time. And, you know, for me, it was you got to think about your earliest memories of eating that food. So for me, it was going back and making cookies with grandma. Okay. I mean, I totally know it's definitely, it's probably my mom, you know, because my mom still had potato chips around and I'm, and it's in her house, you know, and I'm just like, mom, you at least get organic. At least just don't eat these, Okay, you know, but if they're around, I still associate them with like, it, even though it's a naughty food and everyone knows I'm extremely healthy, but it's, it's still a comfort food. And something yeah. like, if I were to have it, it's like something fun that I'm doing with my mom. Yes. So, and she's been doing that forever. Exactly. Okay. So it's a food that your mom loves. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Mm-hmm. So when you were a kid, whatever it was, your earliest memories of eating this food, in your brain, you connected these salty potato chips with mom's love Mm, mm -hmm. or as a way to connect with her. Mm -hmm. So some other examples are like, you know, I'll, if it's ice cream, like every Sundays I'd go out with my dad and eat ice cream together or pizza Fridays. Every, you know, Friday night, my mom would get home and and bring a bunch of pizzas. And it was like Mm -hmm. the night, you know, it's a celebration. This also happens with people who are, um, you know, from cultures where there's a lot of celebration around food, you know, like Italians or Chinese for sure. Right. Exactly. So you can think about, you know, if how food was in your life and in your family, Mm -hmm. some people, and I still haven't figured out why some people get this and why other people don't, but Mm -hmm. for some reason with some people who struggle with food, Mm -hmm. their brain connects these really positive family feelings with Mm -hmm. that food. And so it makes sense, right? When you're an adult and you're stressed out, you're going to eat something that's subconsciously triggering all of these really good feelings of love and comfort. Mm -hmm. So it's super, super easy using tapping and using some of the techniques in my program to just tell the brain that love is here. Love is not here. Mm -hmm. This is food and this is love. And they should be in two separate categories. It's kind of like your brain is like a filing cabinet, Mm -hmm. right? And it's like somebody put the papers in the wrong file, right? Mm -hmm. So we just have to tell your brain, no, 
love goes here and food goes here. And then it completely um, stops that connection. So it doesn't make you never want to have potato chips again. What it will do is it'll, it will enable you to have some potato chips, but not kind of go overboard. Mm. So you'll be able to keep it in the house without mm-hmm. thinking about it, without overeating it. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so cool. You know, there's a lot of yeah. people that have families, right? And they're, mm-hmm. they don't want to keep everything out of the house because maybe their kids like it or their sure. partner likes yeah. it. And so it's hard to keep these things out of the house. So it's cool when you can have a neutral relationship with these foods, but that's where it comes from. Yes. It's about neutrality and not being attached, you know, exactly. I always work with two with clients in a, in a slightly different way, you know, whether it's about food or, or something else, it's about being unattached. So exactly. Love that. So I'm going to work on that. (laughs) Potato chips are not love. (laughs) Yes, you can. Yeah, you could do it like that. Mm -hmm. Actually, this, this technique is so cool because it takes us about 10 or 15 minutes. You only have to do it once. Okay. And it completely disconnects those feelings. And it's, and it doesn't, again, people go, well, I don't want to not have my potato chips or I don't want, I don't want to not have my chocolate or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't make you never want to have it again. It just makes you like, if it's chocolate, you'll have two squares of chocolate instead of having the whole bar or one cookie or, you know, a handful of potato chips, Mm -hmm. right? You'll have sort of a normalized relationship with the food. And it's so cool. It's it's the closest thing to magic that I do. It's really cool. I mean, it it actually sounds pretty magical. A little. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. So, and is this part of your seven, you know, pillars? That's one of the blockers. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the, the, one of the most common weight loss blockers is called my feelings are stuck in the food. Okay. And so literally what we do is we take you through a visualization and a tapping exercise where you separate your feeling, you pull your feelings out of the food. It mm-hmm. sort of sounds like a little bit esoteric, but, and it is, but it's really, really cool. Mm-hmm. And, um, it works really well. I love that. So yeah. that's one of them. Could you tell us about what the, what the other six are? Like yeah, sure. Works? I'll tell you about some of the most common ones. Okay. Um, cause those are the, you know, not everybody has all seven of them. Right. Some people only have a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially if you have weight loss blockers, so the best way that I can describe it is it's like, um, it's like, it's like weight loss blockers when you have them increase your weight set point basically. So, um, a lot of weight loss blockers are formed from traumatic events. So for instance, um, my journey with food addiction started when I was homeless. I was kicked out of my house when I was 15. I never had a problem with food before that. So that was my way of coping with all the loneliness and the emptiness that I felt inside was Mm -hmm. that I was medicating myself, you know, in order to feel better. And a lot of the people that I work with will have these traumas and they don't need to be as big as, as the one that I had. But, you know, a lot of people will grow up with an unhealthy relationship with one of their parents. Maybe there's alcoholism. Mm -hmm. Maybe there was a lot of fighting when you were growing up. Mm -hmm. And so if you're the type of person that struggles with your weight, it's Mm -hmm. typically because there is a subconscious part of you and you have these blockers that mm-hmm. are causing you to feel anxious mm-hmm. and overeat. Mm-hmm. And so what that does is it raises the what the weight set point because the body thinks that it's not safe to lose weight. Hmm. Um, so interesting. Yeah. Another weight loss blocker that's like, this is a little bit more um, of a sensitive subject, but I like to talk about it because I feel like it's mm-hmm. something that most 
women and coaches don't talk about, I guess now with the Me Too movement, but sexual trauma, sexual sure. abuse. And I categorize sexual abuse as anything that makes you feel uncomfortable in your body. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of boundary violations. Yep. Mm-hmm. I can give you an example. Um, one of my clients said to me, she's like, gosh, I've never really had that, you know, but when we did, um, when we were in her session, I was able to regress her back to an earlier time. And she realized that when she was five, she was mm-hmm. at school and this boy took her around a bush and said, show me your panties. I want to see what's under your, your dress. Mm-hmm. And he, he kind of forced her to do this. And so she lifted up her panties and she didn't realize that that was a, that's a violation. Mm-hmm. So these types of things, and you know, we obviously know what sexual violations, the, okay. the, 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 the scale the spectrum is, but I wanted to throw that out there because I think a lot of women especially think, oh, well, that wasn't, that's not that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. Or if you get drunk and a guy takes advantage of you, you kind of blame it on yourself, Mm -hmm. right? I think a lot of women do that as well. And so all of these things, what happens in the mind is the mind creates a block and it says, well, when you were, when you were that way, you know, that bad thing happened. And so you'll typically, if you look back in time, if you look at when you started to lose weight or Mm -hmm. sorry, gain weight, there will typically be something that happened right before that. It can be a big trauma like this. It Mm -hmm. could be something like my family moved from one place to another. Sure. Trauma can come in all different forms. All different forms. It could be something someone said. Mm -hmm. I had a client once that said that had lost a bunch of weight and one of her friends goes, you know, you're just not the same person now that you've lost this weight. Wow. She put all the weight right back on mm-hmm. because it was, that was so, she, she didn't want to feel disconnected from her friends. She didn't want to feel like, right. you know, like she wasn't the same person anymore. Right. So, um, so blockers typically come from this. There's another blocker called the clean your plate program. Uh-huh. It's really interesting. And it's for people that grew up with their parents telling them you have to clean your plate. Right. You have to eat all the food on your plate, right? I'm thinking about all these things and I'm I'm actually thinking back to things that had happened in my childhood where like is that why I can't even if it's I eat healthy food, you know, yeah. I will have way more than I need, you know, yeah. and just different things. It's so fascinating what you're saying right now. But yeah, my parents were one of those. I mean, they talked about the kids in Ethiopia. Yep. If we <laughs> didn't finish all, every grain of rice, you know, in exactly. our bowl. So, exactly. Yeah. And that was a different time that our parents sure. grew up in, right? Mm-hmm. So it makes sense why they were telling us that because, you know, food in their lifetime was scarce at one point. Yes, Most people don't have that problem anymore. Mm-hmm. But what happens, especially when you're a little kid, when you're forced to eat more than your tummy wants to eat, you override your full, your full senses. Mm-hmm. And so what ends up happening is you actually feel shameful if you leave food on your plate. Mm-hmm. And this is subconscious and it's very slight. You won't even realize yeah. it's happening. But if you throw food away, yeah. and that's actually one of the techniques that I do in my program is I have people come to the, um, come to the class and we, we, actually throw food in the garbage can and people just freak out because it sounds like, and they, they re-experience their parents yelling at them Mm -hmm. or, you know, a lot of parents were really mean about it, right? Like they made you sit at the table until everyone was gone mm -hmm. until two in the morning or, you know, whatever. So, um, that's another really interesting weight loss blocker. Yeah. That's fascinating. I think a lot of people, those are probably the most common ones that people struggle with. Wow. I mean, it's no wonder you've touched so many lives and, I mean, how did you even, 
how did you even connect these things? You know, I was experimenting on myself for 15 years. Honestly, like I, I figured out the first one, the Mm -hmm. feelings are in the food. And then I figured out the next one. And just over time, I realized that, you know, a lot of weight loss programs and a lot of even people that teach psychology Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, do alternative work around Mm -hmm. weight, they don't address all of these micro problems. And the micro problems can be overeating, eating Mm -hmm. late at night, eating too much, you know, on your plate, the fact that you might not feel safe to lose weight, that if mm-hmm. you lose weight, you're going to get more attention from the opposite mm-hmm. sex or, or from any sex, um, or your friends and family might be upset. What if yeah. your sister also struggles with her weight? And if you lose weight, all of a sudden she's going to feel bad. Right. You know, a lot of people have that too. Right. So there's all of these kind of micro issues sure. that nobody really knows about. And that, you know, I just took me years and years of yeah. asking and really going deep to figure figure out, okay, what is the system for all of these things? So once I kind of figured out everything, that's when I started the program and I started teaching people. It's amazing. I mean, your, your journey from it and you just kind of slid it in there when you were homeless, you know, (laughs) Yeah. but that's, I mean, that's such a massive challenge that most people in their lifetime will never experience. And you took that challenge and you created a whole life for yourself. That's that's built on helping others live a better life. Yeah. And that's just, you know, that's incredible. Thank you. So, I mean, and, and can you give us a snippet into that? You know, just like what, how, you know, you, you had a bad relationship with your parents. Yeah, I was raised out. religious. Mm-hmm. And part of it was that I didn't want to be the religion anymore that we were. Mm-hmm. I also was a little bit, a lot more adventurous than my parents or my religion would allow me to be. And mm-hmm. I just, you know, I did the normal kind of bad kid stuff. I didn't go to, I skipped does. school mm-hmm. and, you know, didn't come home when my parents wanted me to. And I just, I don't know. I, I think the way that my parents felt that they should deal with me is to just kick me out. It was a, it was a total blessing though, because it, it gave me um, the courage mm-hmm. to really survive and overcome and mm-hmm. know, know how to, um, yeah, just like, well, it gave me a lot of trauma, but that put me in therapy, I guess. Right. And so that's really how I got onto this path of, mm-hmm. of tapping and right. knowing what tapping is and then teaching other people. So I can, it's almost hard to look at it and feel bad anymore because I'm so grateful for it because of the journey. And obviously it's been over for a long time, Right. but, um, yeah, it was really challenging. You know, I dropped out of school. I got a job at Ace Hardware. I was making like $5 and 50 cents an hour or something like that. I was really hungry. I was sleeping in like abandoned trailers. There was a, there was a journey. (laughs) I mean, that's that you're such a light, you know, you're such an inspiration that you can look at that now with gratitude, you know, and you can look at that as a blessing, you know, that it's, it put you on the first steps to this path that has brought you to where you are now and now you enlighten other people. And I'm actually even really grateful to my parents and the, the message that I always have gotten from them and about the situation is that we decided before we came here that they were going to do that for me, not to me, but for me. And that was a really difficult, you know, as a parent, that's got to be really hard. You know, they, I was, I was definitely an out of control teenager, so Mm -hmm. they didn't know better, right? There wasn't, Mm -hmm 
mm-hmm. internet then. There were just, uh, you know, some sure. books. We were, were not, they weren't as informed as we are now. Well, and same as my parents. There were things that happened with me. You know, <laughs> I was their first kid. And so, yeah. you know, some of the decisions they made, they maybe wouldn't have made today. Exactly. So, but that's that's life, right? But, that's yeah. the process. Yeah. But that's also what tapping has done for me, too, is it's allowed me to heal those relationships mm-hmm. and really process that and get to a place. There's definitely a place that I struggled, you know, with anger for a really long time at both sure. of my parents. And, you know, to be able to use tapping as a way to, to overcome that has just been really great. And I think all people should <laughs> learn tapping just to yeah, heal no, from these things if like they it. struggle with things like this. It sounds like it's such a simple, accessible tool, you know? Yeah. Is there... Are there a couple of things you can show us now? I mean, I know it's so much more in depth than that. Yeah, it is. So I have a, I have a free training. So I'll show you some points now, but I have a whole video training where I'm going to walk you through step by step or I can walk people through that for everybody. Yeah. I'm just going to offer it. Yeah. So amazing. Yeah. No, it's, and it's one of my best techniques too. So it's for emotional eating. So anybody that eats when they're not really hungry or Mm -hmm. maybe overeats a little bit or, um, you know, if you eat certain foods that are considered bad, you can use this technique on it. Um, and so it's in one of my six week programs, but it's a, it's a free video for your people. Ah, that's awesome. You're amazing. Okay. So, well, tell us, tell us where everybody can find you and all your programs. Sure. Um, so that free video is at pushthefoodaway.com. Pushthefoodaway.com. Yep. Okay. Um, my website is brittanywatkins.com. Mm-hmm. There's not much on there. There's a blog and some cool stuff. You can follow us on Instagram, um, is Brittany Watkins Tapping, and Facebook is thinkandthin.com. Mm-hmm. Thinkandthin.com. So the, the, free, the free sample is push, push the food away. Push the yeah, food so away. that's the in-depth training. I have lots of videos on YouTube and things mm-hmm. like that, but you want the, the thing at push the food away because right. it goes into, it's about a 35 minute video, Right. but let's just show people where the points are because what I love about this technique mm-hmm. so much is that it's self-applied. Okay. And so, you know, I went to therapy for a long time mm-hmm. and did coaching and things like that. And one of the, I mean, it's great and I love therapy and coaching and I still do it. And we off- obviously offer that, but what I love about this is that you can use it whenever you're having a meltdown, you're having mm-hmm. a craving, you don't feel good, you feel sad, you feel depressed, you can do it to yourself. And it right. only takes you about 10 or 15 minutes to really make wow. a big change. Yeah. Like what if you could go from like having a crappy day to, to like having a, at least a normal day, right? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, on those days that you're sort of spiraling out of control. Yeah. So it's self-applied. So let's just go through where the points are. Okay. All right. So the first point is the karate chop point and it's just like the fleshy part of the hand. Okay. So right but, here. Yep, exactly. Okay. And and you just take um, the opposite hand and you just tap on that little fleshy part. Does it matter if I'm doing my left or right? You can do either side. Okay. Um, so I'm right-handed, so. Yeah, you can do right. either side. And okay. sometimes I'll switch. Okay. Um, so I'll just teach you one side right now, but okay. you can do both sides. So there's the same points on, on both sides of the body. Okay. okay so that's the first point. Uh-huh. And then the second point is the beginning of the eyebrow. And I just do two um, two fingers so that you can make sure that you get the right spot. You can also do just the middle of the forehead if you want. Like here? It's kind of down where the eyebrows are. Go a little bit. Okay. Cl- go. Yeah, there you go. All right. Yep. I know where my eyebrows are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. A little lower. <laughs> okay. Outside of the eye. This side? Yep. Okay. And then under the eye. Okay. And is it going to always be this pattern? Yep. Okay. You want to kind of memorize this because then it becomes subconscious. You don't want to have to be thinking about the tapping points when you're actually doing the tapping because you're going to be thinking about other things. Okay. So it's important to practice this. And then under the nose. Okay. And then under the chin, it's like sort of the indentation in your chin there. Okay. 
collarbone point, which is like the little knobby points. If you go into your throat, there's like a little knobby point on the outside of your throat. Okay. Right there. Okay. And then under the arm, this is sort of an awkward spot, but it's like where your bra line is. Okay. Yeah, there you go. It's right where your bra line crosses your, the side of your body. Oh, right here. Yeah. Okay. And then tippy top of the head. Yeah. And if this point is hard for you to get, you can leave it out. So like some women have like big boobs. I mean, my they boobs are pretty big and they, they can't, can't get, get there. It. That's hard. Or you could just, you could do it like from the side here. Like this. Yeah. Like that. So do you, how many times do you tap each area? Does it matter? You have to count? No, you don't have to count. Okay. Um, so I tell everybody that it kind of becomes intuitive. You'll sort of know. Oh, and then you'll Generally, just it's 10 or 15 times in both spots, in, okay. in every spot. Okay. But you'll just kind of get into a rhythm where you'll just kind of want to switch to the next spot. Like you just kind of know. Yeah, you'll just kind of know. You'll just kind of feel like, okay, that one's done. I'm ready to move on. And some people tap through the points faster than others. Sometimes there'll be one point that'll just feel really good and you'll just want to stay on there for a while. Like sometimes I really like my collarbone point and I just mm -hmm. do this to my collarbone and I'll stay there for a while. Sometimes under the arm is really powerful because that's um, one of the anger points. Oh. Um, and, you know, most people <laughs> living in the world are storing anger in their bodies. Yeah. Yeah. So Wait, what is that supposed to go here then here? Yeah, collarbone okay, point, under the arm, and then tippy top of the head. Okay. Yeah. And am I supposed to think certain thoughts when I do this? Yeah, so the only way that you can do this wrong is if you're not thinking about the the right things in the moment. And so okay. the way that we do it is it's problem-based. So uh -huh. what we do is we have you think about a problem. Okay. And um, we have you start with the, the emotions that you're feeling around that problem. And okay. so... Um, what we have you do is we have you talk about the problem the last time that it happened and it kind of brings up all the memories and the feelings. Uh -huh. And so the only way you can do this wrong is if you start thinking about something else, like if your mind wanders uh, okay. and you're thinking about the laundry or something like that, then it won't work as well because mm -hmm. when, when we're having you focus on the problem, mm -hmm. we're actually zeroing into the part of the brain mm -hmm. that this negative experience has been stored in the brain. Okay. And so when we have these negative experiences that are stored in the brain, it's this area of the brain called the hippocampus. Mm -hmm. It's sending a signal to the amygdala, which is, which which is um, our fight or flight response. It's signaling the fight or flight response. And mm -hmm. so what tapping does is it sends a, it sends serotonin to that area of the brain and it actually severs that fight or flight response connection. Wow. So okay. you can remember traumatic things that have happened, but mm -hmm. you have no physical emotion or response anymore. Mm -hmm. So it is a little bit technical. There, there actually, there's a very, very simple way to learn it, but mm -hmm. there, it does require a little bit of learning. Mm -hmm. um, but most people, when they try it, um, mm -hmm. if they, most people have a really good experience with it and then they just become hooked because the experience and the yeah. shift is so fast. And you can do it yourself. You can do it yourself. You can, feel it, like you can feel it, you know, like mm -hmm. you can feel the stress leave your body. It's amazing. It's so cool. I'll never forget. That was my first experience. It was like, oh my gosh, all this yuckiness that I've been holding yeah. on inside is is leaving my body and it's yeah. gone and so I just felt very light and a lot of people will feel light mm -hmm. you know and they'll feel like more emotionally happy mm -hmm. there's a lot of things um, that people feel so generally if you feel really good after a tapping mm -hmm. session that means tapping will work well, for you yeah. <laughs> wow yeah this is amazing thank you so much you're for so everything welcome. that you do yeah. I mean you're changing people's lives I mean you, you today you've changed so much <laughs> lives I hope so so thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so happy that we had Brittany Watkins here. You'll find the special program at Push the Food. Pushthefoodaway.com. Pushthefoodaway.com. And this is Serena Loves TV. I'll see you next time. Thank you.